Welcome back to the pod where we talk about hype, culture, and design. There's something about the creative process that requires you to be in a certain frame of mind, to feel inspired, to create your best work. So it's especially frustrating when you're chugging along, trying to be your brilliant self, but nothing feels right. Today, we're going to be talking about five tips to overcome your creative block. So let's get it. You mentioned the other day, a digital detox. That's, that's a pretty good one for a creative block, um, you know, trying to get out of the rut. Yes, yes. Digital detox. I think everybody should be doing it at least, you know, once a year. Yeah, what did you do during that uh, time? Basically, I just made sure that I wouldn't use my phone. I wouldn't use any technology for a given amount of time. And um, I'd have to find something else to do. I think I and a lot of our millennial and Gen Z uh, group struggle with getting off the phone and struggle with getting out of um, the tech, at least for us. You know, it's definitely something because we work with it every day. I know Tim actually takes a good long vacation to California somewhere where like, you know, like there's nothing but the desert. And his Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of like Bagel's digital detox, but it's like traveling detox or like uh, just to get away from everything. Sounds like vacation to me. <laughs> Is it vacation? Killing three uh, birds with one stone? Getting away from like work? Getting away from the, um, you know, the technology? Yeah, it's a lot of that. Plus, when you're traveling kind of don't want to work right you you don't want to waste your time doing something you could you've been doing at home and you know you're out there you're like you know somewhere it could be somewhere you've never been that's more the reason not to do you know try to leave that work stuff behind and just have a new perspective get away from the you know, your usual routine try something new hey it might spark something you know but oh yeah yeah, that's like a that's like a more extreme kind of digital detox. It's good. It's it's good to go out and live. You know, designers definitely need to build life experience and get out and actually do things and do an, enough living for our work. What do you know about that mango? <laughs> I mean, I traveled to California yes, uh, yesterday, last year. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like it was almost uh, like yesterday. Yeah, it was almost like yesterday because it's, it was like at the end of the year last year, and we're yeah. just at February this year. Yeah, I mean, I traveled. I traveled a few places last year, recent. and I think it's good. It's just good to go somewhere new and get out of your comfort zone and just find some place that you know is going to excite you, is going to um, remind you. Like like Tim said, it, it'll it'll kind of cleanse your palate. It mm. kind of you know clears away a lot of the stresses and just being in front of something new, give like allows your brain to think a little differently. So yeah, like uh, stepping out of your desk doesn't need to be like crazy like traveling, but just just taking a break and you know walking out outside where you're not really you know like not not within the norm of your habit, right? You may be surprised that you get ideas and um, flowing in your head, just seeing other stuff out there. Um, you know, that's not just in the computer and you're just Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah um, the next thing is like you cannot 
force creativity. How, what do you think? Do you think that's uh, true? Okay, I'm saying this based on Adam J. Kurtz's book. And um, his advice is, um, okay, the book is called Things Are What You Make of Them, Life Advice from the Creatives. And oh, wow. um, so in this book, he um, says like, forcing yourselves to be creative is pretty pointless. It's not like a manual skill that, you know, you're trying to do because it is the brain. It's not like a hand that you can just like move, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it's more emotional and um, it comes um, more mental together. Mm. Uh, I agree. How, how, how do you like uh, do that um, yourself? Like have, don't how force creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're not, if you're having a creative block, how are you not trying to like move that uh, emotional like uh, mindset within you, that emotional creativity? Well, I know the other side. If you do force it, though, like okay. the consequence of actually forcing to create something. Okay, let's hear it because some people probably have not experienced the extreme of like forcing it. Well, I think <laughs> a lot of people might have, like you know, under cert like like certain cir circumstances, mm -hmm. like work like really tight deadlines, sometimes you don't have the luxury of, you know, just like, you know, winding down, like this is due, you know, end of the day, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, if I know I've been down that road and when I do force it, it's like, oh man, I'm not going to be happy with the product. Almost 95% of the time, I, I, when I see the final end product, I'm like, no, this is not it. Where I would just start over, most likely I'll start over, and that would just burn me out. Like, like I don't to a degree that I don't even want to do this anymore. I mm -hmm. see Mango's head nodding for the all the listeners out there. So, what, what, what? Why are you nodding, nodding, Mango? Well, I think creativity is the, or rather, the ability to create something that a lot of people would say is creative is a gradient. I think that creativity can be a gradient at times. If you are rushed, if I think creative block is the inability to think in a creative way due to either being burned out, not um, taking care of yourself, being in the wrong mental state. And I think um, creative block typically has a lot of other side effects to it. It could be, you know, just not feeling working that day. It could just be depression. It could be um, just not, not wanting to not wanting to work, um, and, and not wanting to make those connections. But I think truthfully, it's a, it's a gradient where, you know, at, at your best, you're able to create these really clever ideas or these really, um, amazing products. Whereas at its worst, you're probably, um, like for example, when we make logos, a lot of the time we try to make a lot of logos. We try to make a few hundred logos at least because the first 50 to 100 are typically ideas that have been done like a million times the first things that ring off in your head are typically just things that a million people have thought of for whatever reason we we always seem to go to the generic first and then we start when we start like actually getting into our work more we start diving deeper into kind of what makes the logo look good what kind of what makes it work what makes it more functional for this brand for this for this company that you're working for this for this client and so i think the end product was is probably just going to be more generic 
I think a lot of the time if you have if you're working while burnt out whereas if you're working and you're not as burnt out and you're feeling really good and you're you're positive and you're 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 feeling good about the project then you're probably going to make something that's much stronger yeah and so i think you know like uh, you're onto something there like especially if you're like doing a lot of work um which uh, perfectly segues to the next tip which is like you know you have to break it down into manageable chunks right mm -hmm. because like what we've been talking about in this podcast since day one milestones those those are the keys it's not about like the end goal yes you're trying to get to that destination but towards that destination you need to create checkpoints so you know that you're heading there properly and you're not just biting big chunks or you're it's almost like you know like you know when you were young you're trying to like run up a, a stair and you're just trying to step five steps at a time going up mm -hmm. and it's so much harder to do that i mean it was fun when you're young trying to like oh i'm i'm like going up the stairs with like skipping like five other steps right yeah mm -hmm. but in reality it's not efficient <laughs> you know so it's, it's like one, yeah. one steps up a stair at a time it's true you know you if you try to skip steps if you try to uh just leap and go up too quickly you might fall back down you know there, what i mean there is that there is that yeah you're right so how, how you have you been managing um your task tim i know you're the busiest one out of like the three of us probably with the events going on and the other like design projects yeah um it's a lot going on so my my approach into setting goals and you know sort of like an outline for certain projects like there's some like real details of the like re real detailed outline for the project but i looks i look at it as in like like chunks of it like the first part then i would break it down like slowly like what mango was said, said earlier um but i will look at it as a like as, as as chunks like because if i see all the tasks i have to do in that outline like i wouldn't want even want to even start it'll overwhelm you yeah it's just like rows after rows and then under those rows are like little mm -hmm. more rows and then the more and more rows i'm like okay yeah i'm not gonna start this <laughs> But <laughs> no, I mean that's just the fact of it. You have like, to trick your brain, right? Yeah. yeah. So I look at it, look at it as like chunks. Like, okay, this first part, I just generalize it, you know. But then once you you start like diving deep into it, then you start to break it down. It's like, okay, this is what I have to do for this part, and then then separate parts. But yeah, I think that's what a lot of people fear is like, oh man, this humong, this like huge project. Like, I don't even know where to start. I'm going to procrastinate, like stuff like that. And that's how, you know, fear is a big thing for, I think, for creative block too. That's a big one. But mm -hmm. for what me, do you, can you go into that? Like, what do you mean by, by fear being? So fear, like, okay, maybe you are more of like a perfectionist. Like all of us want to do a good job. I don't want to say just a perfectionist because not everybody's like that, but everybody has the main goal of, you know, making something really good at the end yeah um but it's that fear of what if i don't meet expectations or what if i don't what if i don't satisfy or what if i don't please certain clients or something like that what if i don't make my boss happy what if this is not my best work what if but that's only what ifs 
you you will never know if you don't start like what if this what if that yes a lot of stuff is going to happen but that's how you learn that's how you grow and that's how you problem solve that's all part of the process for us you know at least for for us designers that's like a big big thing is the process right mm-hmm. um but how would you know without even starting you know if you have that you know fear to block it so well, thank you mango what do you think well thankfully i think if we follow the process fear is less and less of an issue you know if we are following the process if we're if we understand the problems that we're solving if our problem if our solutions make sense are intuitive and are understandable to most of the, the stakeholders then we shouldn't really have an issue if we have an answer for any kind of um any kind of questions that might be brought up. Um, if, if everything was laid out clearly, like the process should um, should uh, have, then we shouldn't have an issue with it. If if our process is less defined and, and if we don't really, like for example, if we aren't doing the research or if we aren't, if we're skipping steps and we're going straight to the logo, if we're not asking the right questions, if we aren't um, getting the right answers, and if we aren't talking to people, then we probably won't do a good job. But at the end of the day, that's what I really love about design some of the time is, is the fact that even if I might not be at my most creative, if I'm still following the rules here, and if I'm, if I'm still following what the goal is and understand the goal and, and have a very clear idea of what the goal is, then I can't fail, right? Um. I will have to agree on the first part, but uh, towards the end, it's like, you know, even if you, you know what, what they always say, right? You have all the ingredients properly, like measured out, but still like, why doesn't it taste the same as the one that <laughs> you saw? Or why doesn't it look or, you know, like seems that as good as what you see in the cookbook, right? Or mm-hmm. how the other like professional chefs did it. Yeah. So there is a chance of fail, but yeah. The, the the key um the, the key point there is like you allow yourself to fail mm-hmm. because it's not gonna be 100% guaranteed you're gonna succeed even with the process yeah no, and really allowing true. yourself to fail is is good because it's you learn from it and you evolve and you sharpen your skill um with failure obviously right you you're not gonna just like oh I failed that's it you're gonna <laughs> need to make sure that you you learn from it and you understand why you fail also. So while you failed, it's still a success in the end, right? Right. It's actually the failure that makes you grow. Like, yeah, you can keep on growing um, by succeeding, but ultimately in failure, you're going to like try to even go further and nitpick what you did wrong rather than when you succeed. Because when you succeed, it's like you're on cloud nine. You're just like, yeah, I, I did it, you know? Right. Thank God for the process and the formula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to have like, you know, like also backup plan, but but yeah. So, other things that you got to be got to make sure you got to be doing is like, you know, if you're having a creative block, it's it's probably your mental state telling you that it's tired. You need you need a break. You got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's tip number 4. You got to take care of numero uno yourself. Listen to your body. You find out what's what's going on. If if it's depression and, you know, if, if you're depressed, it happens, you know. 
and uh it's it's a it's a real thing it's a it's a mental state it's a state of mind go ahead go and talk to your like friends or something or or look for something that would um make you a little happier it could be like just hop in the playstation or computer or whatever like enjoy enjoy like a little break right eat a snack some food exercise run <laughs> what have you been doing mango to to uh clear my mind yeah yeah i do meditation Ooh, i don't do that <laughs> yeah really wow. i do yeah how about you tim uh well i'm i'm a big proponent of this you guys know i play basketball oh yeah 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 um that's i mean i, I don't want to dive in too much into it but it, it's like different for everybody like if you talk about depression there's so many different kinds of forms yep it could play into the creative block but i keep myself active just because i know my body if i you know exercise or play ball like it, it my body just released like endorphins mm -hmm. you know like it's, it's sort of like and it also you take doing that you're taking a break from everything else your mind is only con concentrated on you know what you're doing your whatever you're doing like you know playing basketball or whatever and in, in return it's also healthy so tim should uh, we uh i mean it's not only like you know like depression it could be stress right do stress you, do you have yeah. any uh stress reliever that you want to share uh <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of stress. <laughs> it's fair to say that people know me since school. <laughs> Pretty stressed. I've been stressed for many years. Um, but it's good stress. It's uh it's not stress from like, you know, but it's at the end of the day, it's still stress and it's all how I how you manage it. And you just gotta take it one day at a time. I feel like if you think too much about certain tasks or your life in general, you're not, you know, you're not going to see, you know, too much of the big picture. I feel like you need to distract yourself. You need to, you know, see the little things that, you know, that makes or do something that makes you happy. So I don't know. I'm like, there's, you know, there's different methods of like de-stressing, but like, again, I was like, okay, you can play basketball, you can but during this time, it's kind of hard. It's winter time. I get it. But like, like, like you said, Ernest, you get you. Whether you go whether skiing, goes, goes. <laughs> I think they're close, but <laughs> you can, you know, go for a jog, go for do something. It doesn't have to be creative, but do something that will like you know entice the mind. You know, sort of like get your brain working, get your you know whether it's. But don't you know? Don't be stagnant. Don't be. I want to say, you know, go out to the museums, but you can't in this time. But if, you you know, once things does, you know, start opening up, you should go out and, you know, look at stuff, you know, look at, yeah. mm -hmm. go to museums and get inspirations. And that's also de-stressing also, you know. Sure. What about you, yeah. Mango? How do you de-stress? You know, I think, you know, through through playing games, um, that's a huge one. I, I really enjoy playing games. I love you know, going off, uh, exploring in like um, Demon Souls, Dark Souls. The Soul series is a, is a favorite of mine. It's a very challenging game. I think so my I really stress enjoy... would even go up if I played that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think sometimes life can be so unclear and um, having even clearer goals to accomplish and being able to just push yourself through it 
is good practice for <laughs> kind of like dealing with stress uh, during my project. So I, I kind of enjoy going through there and also like going and exploring on other games like Fallout, you know, the Elder Scrolls series, stuff like that. But um, on top of that, other de-stressors would probably be, you know, going on walks, like I said, going and uh, meditating 30 minutes before bed, um, reading news articles, you know, learning, just learning about more in general. How about you, Ernest? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, That's interesting. No, no. Ladies and gents, <laughs> guess what he just did? <laughs> I go to Reddit and look at um, memes. It's the best. I mean, I know we said, like, try to, like, um, you know, remove yourself from the technology, but sometimes if the technology is the, the answer, you have to, right? I mean, it's not like either or, right? You can do both. You look at like things, then, you know, you could take a break also at the same time. You don't have to do them like in a rigid manner. But yeah, like uh, Reddit has been like a really good stress like outlet. Like, you know, just just looking at like memes there gives you a little good like chuckle. <laughs> good little chuckle. I'm not a cat. <laughs> Judge, I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much what's trending like this whole two weeks the last two weeks and uh the texas snow yeah yeah that one's trending also uh so speaking of like stress and like things uh happening um with life right the the main thing to get yourself um going is really this is this is probably mango's territory here applying some pressure absolutely you know i think i think i think pressure is a is a major part in a lot of people who love to procrastinate um obviously it's different if you are uh working on a project i think the pressure kind of comes on its own you know uh oh uh oh we're we're running out of time uh oh you know this is this is due then and then the boss the boss needs it then so that pressure is very natural but if it's if it's if it's something where you just want to do something outside of work, if you're, if you're a self-starter uh, or rather if you're not a self-starter, then, you know, trying to apply pressure artificially can be a really good way to kind of ramp up that um, and get you out of that creative block. Uh, things like going to a new location, like going to a coffee shop instead of working from home, um, going to a, going to your coworker's house if they allow you to, uh, you know, Ernest allows me to hang out with him pretty much anytime I can get over there. Um, just being able to get out of your zone and also being able to turn off the technology as well. I think that's another thing, like turning off your phone, turning off your iPad or whatever that entertains you and really sticking to the project at hand. I think that's, definitely something that a lot of people might struggle with sometimes i think you are onto something there but um i i'd like to add you know like the biggest like kryptonite for all projects is having an open-ended deadline yeah Mm -hmm. it's true i mean you know it's it's not a hard deadline it's almost like yeah this is not gonna get done it's almost like let me update my portfolio like i said that like a year ago (laughs) (laughs) exactly I think that's every like designer's like problem. They always say like, "I'm gonna update my portfolio," but then they they don't really until like they need it. Like you know, 
What's an open-ended deadline? <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I the only one? Yeah. Personal projects usually have open-ended deadlines. That's the thing, right? And mm, yeah. um, you need consistency to make sure that um, you and don't discipline. get into that rut of like, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you need discipline. You need to be able to be able to be, con- like you said, you, you need consistency and you need the discipline to be able to follow your actions through. If you say, I'm going to do this right now, or I'm going to do this in 20 minutes, then you need to be able to do it in 20 minutes. A lot of people don't have discipline. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree. Um, it's, it's hard to get into that mindset of like just doing it just because most people, when even if it's a design work, it ends up like feeling as a job, especially if I know a lot of like designers will say, I'm doing this because it's my hobby, right? But there is like, there. it's not black and white that I'm doing this because and I, I'm going to love it forever. It, it's almost like when your hobby is your job, then what, what becomes your hobby, right? That, that's the real question. You know what I mean? It becomes your jobby. <laughs> right. And a lot of people don't understand like when we're working, like if we're in the zone, it's not like something we can just turn off, turn on. So it's, you know, we're talking about creative block. It's all about turning it on, like, you know, our Mm -hmm. creativity. But then, you know, you see other people with like, you know, the nine of your usual nine to five. And they're like, hey, you know, it's five o'clock. It's time to let's go do something where let's go. Like it's for us, it's different. We can go into the wee hours of night just working because we're on this road. You know, we're on this, this, you know, this drive, like. Mm-hmm. And you can't stop it because once we know, once we stop it and then try to restart again, it's like a whole nother it's process. Really hard. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I personally yeah. know a lot of designers are nocturnal. Like Mango is one of them. For sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but for the most part, like a good, like more than 50%, like more than 75%, I'd say like designers are a fairly nocturnal, like. Well, especially if when you work from home now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a. I am more awake at night, but I do wake up fairly early also. Even right. from home, I start fairly early, like around 7.30. Um, <laughs> Is that just like something you, you just Yeah, develop? I just want to make sure that I'm consistent enough that, you know, I start around this time. So, you know, when work in the office is back, like I'm not... <laughs> I'm so not is, gonna, there, right. is, there, is there like always like in the back of your mind like oh you know the office might open back up oh yeah yeah. this is what i have to do Mm -hmm. to me i know that this is not a permanent thing i'm gonna have to go back to the office for maybe even at least once a week at at best you know at worst i have to go back four times a week (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's another shock to the system yeah but you know, it it just comes within the territory of like um, working. You know, it sucks because there is a study that um, Zillow actually like released that there is this mindset that people that work from the office thinks <laughs> that those people that work from home are not doing anything. <laughs> but now everybody works from home. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to have like this, like, um, at least what this is what Zillow say, right? Like, it's going to create like almost like uh, a two faction within like the company. Like those people that work from, like, when I say work from home, they could be hybrid, right? Hybrid mm-hmm. people and those um, people that are individuals that uh, actually go to the office, 
like religiously like five days a week you know right or, or more the work from home work on the, the officers yeah yeah but in reality you don't i don't i don't really see working from the office as much of a if there's like any benefit in that thing i mean most people are like grown grown adults they can manage their own like you know for the most part their own work and time and if you tell them to do something they're gonna do that thing right right for, for, for the most part they're not gonna be like oh i'm just gonna throw obviously if they don't do it then that's that's a case to fire the person not because he's working from home but because he's not doing the job right sure he's not producing he's not producing exactly you hire them to produce you hire a person to you know execute something that you can't do yourself because you don't have the capability either you don't have the capability or you don't have the time to do it mm. and it's a transaction the it's it's strictly business and this is this is what i believe some someone else is trading their time for money and they acknowledge the amount of money that they're getting paid to produce something right and right. and you know if they don't produce for that amount because they feel like letter a nobody's watching them then i don't think they should be part of the group because of that or b they think that they are getting underpaid then they should have like negotiated before they got hired that this <laughs> is how much i want to get paid so they won't feel like short being getting shorted on their pay for the amount of what they're producing so you know if they feel that one of those two is like not hap not cool or whatever like talk to your manager or boss you know like see what's going on sometimes a, a good com communication goes along a long way you know yeah absolutely yep. and yeah so Creative block happens to the best of us. I know Mango gets it some from time to time. Want uh, want to give like some recent examples with like I don't know if you, you came to Creative Block. I know you're doing a rebranding right now. Um, are you? Did you get in in any like a uh, rut during the process? No, not really. No, I mean I'm I'm chugging away pretty efficiently. Oh, I don't man. really have any recent recent examples of Creative Block. Any uh, any tips on how you were how you're like um, faring off? The rebrand, how how you're able to like keep on chugging, like what what techniques have you been doing aside well, from meditation and playing games? Well, it's like Tim said, you know, once you start and if you can get in, yourself into a good role, then just keep going. You know what I mean? Like if you're the the first the first goal to hit when it comes to getting out of that creative block is to just start. Honestly, when you start, you're able to do so much, um, and even if it's just sitting there at the computer and like, like looking at a screen for a little bit and then going off and doing something else and then trying again, um, just push until you're able to do it, you know? And once you're able to get on that role, keep that role and try to like hold that role. Um, but not to the point that it like is unhealthy, I guess. You know what I mean? Words of the wise from the mango. And with that, we'll see you on the next one. This episode is edited and produced by Ernest Chua and brought to you by the Alpine Black team. This podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com. And we'll see you on the next one.